Welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jordan. Today, we will be talking about me, myself, and I, and what it's like being a science man in the 21st century. Fact of the day, some metals are so reactive that they explode on contact with water. That's why every time I jump into a pool, water flies out. That's it. I I am the metal man. The metal man. I actually... Wait! Huh? Does this... Is iron reactive to water? Well, yes, so... So if if Mike Tyson jumps into a pool, he is literally going to get hurt. Is his nickname Iron Mike Tyson? Iron Mike Tyson. I got. I feel like he's he has to have a way better nickname than that. Or why? He's, I, he's the Iron that? Man. He's the Iron Man. All right. Anyway. Hey man, I don't know. Uh, I I used to work with uh, sodium in when in my in undergrad, and so uh, that that's one of those metals that if you take it out and it hits water, it like lights on fire and explodes. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's weird. It's uh, it's really soft, and so the way you would get sodium is you could you, you get these little spatulas, and you could actually just like shove it right through, and you scoop out a bunch of metal. And it's it's like shiny and gray, like you'd expect it to be, but it's all mushy. And then you put it in uh, mercury, and the mercury would dissolve it immediately. And it was really cool to do, but after a while, I realized that that we were doing this in uh, in a box that doesn't allow air or water in, mm-hmm. and it took me a while to realize. But um, if I would have let air into that box, it probably would have exploded all over my face. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, the the sodium reaction was the first, uh, like one of the first things we did in chemistry class in high school. Mm-hmm. We just put a little block in a cup, and it just started, like, rolling like crazy mm-hmm. and smoking. And I've always wanted to see what would happen if you just took, a, like, a big chunk of it and tossed it into some water. I'd be curious if you could just buy it online. We should do that, and then um, maybe that'll get more get us more okay. viewers on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ignite sodium metal... Uh... <laughs> and you can you can just hear it. We won't have any visuals to accompany the, it. The gram. You guys ain't oh, following us oh, okay. on Instagram yet. Go and follow us. Okay, sodium reagent. We can, can you buy half a gram. We can buy four hundred and fifty grams, which is about a pound for two hundred dollars. I mean, all things considered. No. <laughs> that'd be a good show. Like you think about buying two hundred two hundred dollars worth of fireworks might be better than. Um, sodium, depending on who you buy, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like if it, you've got the cash, you'll definitely get your money's worth out of you'd, that. You'd have something pretty exciting happening. Yeah, you just have to make sure to store it in oil before. A- you know. Anyway. Anyway. Buddy. Enough about that. Buddy. Buddy. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm I'm happy to be here. This show. I've I've heard so much. Oh, nearly as much as you have. (laughs) Wow, an avid listener. (laughs) Um, today it's all about you, buddy. I'm glad. All of it. We finally thirty-two episodes in, and I finally get what I want. We've been doing this for thirty-two weeks. We passed it. Yeah, this has been over half a year. I can't wait. We'll do this for a whole year, then we'll stop. <laughs> we'll stop. No. We're going to keep on trucking. Um, but yeah. Buddy, let's before we move into your stuff, as it says here on our notes, Jordan's stuff. I want to know how You want to know, you want to know about some energetic metals, I hear. No, I wanted to know how your week was so oh. far. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. 
Uh, it's been good. I found out, not recently, but, um, but I found out that my COVID test to make sure that I can stay on campus wasn't a one-off thing, and now I have weekly nose Q-tip test. Oh, yeah. So that's oh, great. Oh, yeah. Um, took my second one today. Uh, yep. It was actually a lot easier than the first, but I have a feeling that since the uh, technicians have probably been doing it for a week now, they're probably just going light on people. Right. My advisor seemed to think that you just get used to it, but I, I just, maybe I did, but I, I doubt it. I, she did not go up very far with the Q-tip this time. Oh, well, you're safe. Yeah, uh, safe. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy, how was your week? My week has not stopped. <laughs> what you been doing? I've been working my butt off. Sweating outside like a man. Hmm. Setting up... Steamy. Big old tents. No, I've driven... Uh, let's see, today's on... As of this recording, it's only Wednesday. Um, Early. Sunday, I drove somewhere in West Virginia that was two and uh, about two and a half hours away. Um, Today, I drove to Somerset, which is two hours away. Tomorrow, I'm driving to Punxsutawney, which is two and a half hours away. Hmm. Is that like north of Altoona? I don't know where Altoona is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's like you're going, um, like to the middle of the state. <laughs> yes, that's where Altoona that's kind is. Of, whatever, man. I don't know. I've worked... Harris, Harrisburg is also in the middle of the state. Yeah, it's like you're going toward Harrisburg. There you go. But I'm I'm just shy of forty hours, and it's Wednesday. I've got two more days to go, so I'm gonna kill this overtime. Easy. Easy. You have any thirteen-hour days yet? <clears throat> Surprisingly, no. That we've, is surprising. We've been a lot better <clears throat> recently, um, with lo- like knowing what's going on and what's not going on, and even though this previous day we yesterday was a total disaster. Um, managed to get out just shy of 11 hours. <laughs> Jeez. Yep, this is what I do for a living. Sweating like a man. Sweating like a true man. Got those calloused hands. Hmm. What the stories these hands could tell. <laughs> tense. <laughs> tense. That, that's the story. <laughs> I, I can set up tents. <laughs> but buddy. Buddy. Real quick, tell the audience what you're doing this weekend. <clears throat> I am going to um, West Virginia. I was trying to figure out how to work in the uh, the song, but uh, not yet. I'm going to West Virginia. Mountain! Oh. Mount- there you go. <laughs> but, uh, we're going to do some whitewater rafting because it's my mommy's birthday tomorrow. Oh. And, uh, yeah, we go every year. I'm a little, I was a little apprehensive this year just because there's some, some, uh, some different portions of the, um, of the excitement are, they require you to be near people. And obviously that's not something that we're used to or that we're advised to do. So, uh, trying to find different precautions we can take for that. But we'll just have to see how it goes. And I get tested weekly, so... <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll uh, see. At least I'll know. At least I'll know. <laughs> <You're> like, uh-oh. <laughs> well... Yeah, someone, someone I was working with actually got uh, quarantined, but I really didn't get the story behind what happened. So... <clears throat> well, let's wish Jordan's mom a happy birthday and a clap... Cause that's all we can give here. <laughs> well, here, let me do a backflip real quick. Oh, that's right. Oh, I landed well, it. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> was... <laughs> let, let me let me try. <clears throat> no. That ooh. No. <laughs> to hurt. Uh, I hurt myself. <laughs> all right, enough fooling around. Let's get down yeah. to business. Let's get down to Jordan stuff, buddy. 
Buddy. You work a job. Oh, as, I sure as do. As you go to school. That's what I tell people. So, buddy, and it's science. It's all science. Let's all just of it. start off. Top to bottom. The why, entire building. Why do you want to go into the science field? Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, good. Well, so, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Did I answer it? Did I do good? Uh, I mean, so it was a combination. Whenever I was in high school, I I was gonna be a doctor, and it was it was the doctor that everyone thinks about when you say doctor. Wait, wait, the, wait, wait, wait. I don't think people know that I also wanted to be a doctor because of the partially because of the same reason. Oh yeah, because Scrubs was awesome. Yeah. I and no Turk crap. And JD. I, <laughs> yeah. No crap. I was in. Uh, I think it was my senior year, and I was helping to test run a class that was – the class was being taught by a person who is was practicing medicine, still practicing medicine. Um, but uh, it, it was like an introduction – it was a more practical introduction to the medical field than you'd cover in, like, anatomy and physiology. So a lot of the things we covered were, like, you know, what do you ask patients whenever they come in? It's, like, get a history – get symptoms, you know, where does it hurt, things like that. And the, he would always say, he started off the very first class, was like, so everyone should have watched it, but being a doctor is exactly like Scrub says it is. So <laughs> That's great. So, and so sometimes he'd played clips, and, uh, oh, that was a great class. Uh, a lot of good it did on me, but uh, that's beside the point. So, yeah, I wanted to be a doctor partially because of Scrubs and for the obvious reason of um, just wanting to make a load of money. That was also, that's a pretty big big incentive because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was younger. So I was just like, you know, I'll make a lot of money and then I'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> right. And so that's also why I, you know, whenever you're a kid and you don't, for us, there wasn't a. It's like no one we associated with was like filthy rich, and so you don't know what rich people did. And so I did well in school, and I wanted to make a lot of money. And so I was just like, okay, people who do that are doctors, and so I'm going to be a doctor. Because like, you know, no one told me that there was, you could go and be a researcher slash policy person and make a lot of money or start your own business as a chemical. Uh, manufacturer and make a lot of money but or so, start yeah, a podcast or start a podcast and make a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i wanted to be a doctor and so that you obviously have to study a lot of science to go there and then it was really an undergrad i i started to lose my um my the love flame. of biology flame the, the, the flame yeah the flame <laughs> for biology uh, stopped at when I had to start learning about like insects and bugs and I was like I'm really not interested in any of this and so that was a bummer but then I because I was associated in science I thought someone was knocking on the door uh, I really enjoyed my chemistry classes and I did well at those as well and they were interesting and uh, turns out you can make some money doing that as well and um yeah, so then I just kept on with the chemistry route. So Bill and I had nothing to do with it. I I had only ever seen like two episodes of Bill Nye. I whenever honestly I was younger. Like I barely knew he existed. Same. I never watched him, unfortunately. Well, I mean, he wasn't did, was his show running when we were kids? Cuz we I, the only exposure I ever had to it was whenever they wheeled in the big tv on uh substitute teacher days yeah and uh middle school i felt like we were supposed to know who it was it's definitely marketed toward us and people our age love him but yeah uh, but i was like why (laughs) yeah i I don't know man anywho buddy buddy so you're going to school right now and you do have a job what's the name of your job Technically, um, technically, I'm a graduate student, and that's my job. That's my title. All right, follow-up question now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? 
Oh boy. So, some of it is actually being a student, and I have to take classes, and uh, that's really a small part of it. Um, I have to take classes and sometimes teach classes. Um, but what also goes into that is that you have to essentially be sponsored by one of the professors, professors, and they they pay your salary. That's where your salary comes from. The professor? And yes. Like out of their own pocket? Yes and no. Um, so or the, the school gives them money to sponsor a student. No. So this is sort of one of it's it's sort of kind of backwards. The professor makes money for the school. And that's where they get their money. That's kind of weird. Cause like so tuition, that's obviously a huge part of um, of how a college or university makes their money. Mm-hmm. But big universities, there's more graduate students that go to George Washington University than there are undergrads. Hmm. And it's something like, I think there's like ten thousand grad students. Jeez. And a little less than, or maybe eleven thousand, ten thousand. But that's that's pretty. I don't know if that's standard, but that that's a lot of colleges, at least in this area. I know Georgetown and George Washington both have graduate student populations higher than undergrad. But the reason, sort of the reason for that is, this, especially in the sciences, the professors there make the monies for the school. And the way they do that is they have students, they sponsor students um, with money, getting into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the students do research and they... Um, <clears throat> publish papers and that's all well and good but what they're also doing at the same time is using that research to apply to grants and what grants are are people who are interested in the kind of work you are doing say they put out a general statement saying we are looking for people willing to advance these types of sciences so mm-hmm. for example I know we haven't gotten into it but I do uranium research uranium. let's say they want research on the environmental impacts of uranium with something and what you can do is in your work is say well i found out that uranium does this and i'm looking to continue that research and i want funding for that and the uh the grant the person offering the grant which is usually the united states government says yeah that sounds great here's $200,000 or whatever. Right. And you have to report back to them with your findings. But so the professor gets that $200,000. Your salary comes out of that at some point. Um, You can buy instruments and stuff with it. You could fund your lab. And then the school would take a chunk of that money off the top. So the more profitable portions of the schools are actually the um, graduate students programs. So you said you, you um your field is like uranium in that? Yes. What do you do? How do you how does one study uranium? So are you like looking for different reactions with it? So the way I would pitch it pitch it to a grant writer or grant offer would be to say I'm establishing fundamental properties of uranium so we can understand how it interacts with some environment. And some of that is like literal environment, like if it got released somehow, how, how would we track it? How would it affect the, uh, the, uh, you know, the life forms in those areas? Uh-huh. And, but that's how, it, that's how I would pitch it to a general audience. What you're actually doing in research is way, way, way more specific than that. And like, so it's, it's sort of funny. Whenever you write introductions to papers, it's, a, it, it's sort of the same stuff. It's like, oh, this will be important in life because solar panels or something. But the research you're doing never really has any application. It's more informative of very specific things like and that's sort of why research papers are hard to read and sometimes really useless it's just it's hyper specific and it's really how you choose to market your research that um that makes it applicable to things 
Right. What um what is uranium? Oh, uranium is I got my periodic chart here. Ex uh, and uh, explain and explain it to me like I'm five. Okay, so <laughs> uranium is a metal. Sweet, thank you. Um, there you go. <laughs> uranium is a metal. It's found in the ground. Um, I don't know how how much of it there is, but it's not it's not really rare. Um, so it's in the ground. It's the heaviest naturally occurring element. Um, so there's that, which, and, oh, I'm struggle busting here. Buddy, no, you're yeah. supposed to know this stuff. So uranium, obviously, so besides it being a metal and things like that, the, the reason people are mostly interested in it, uh, is because of nuclear power. Um, uranium's the element that they, um, that you at least need to start out with to make a nuclear reactor. And uh, elements like plutonium, uh, which is used in bombs almost exclusively, uh, you need uranium to make plutonium. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of the research, or a lot of the, the um, application we have for uranium is nuclear power. But other, other than, you know, making bombs, it's just like any other metal. If I need, so, lead me in the right direction. I, I don't no, no, no. So I'm trying to figure out because you said so. It's just like it's pretty much like any other metal. Yes. And so in my head, I'm trying to think like, how in the world do you make a metal explode? So the thing about, um, but I, I'm I'm also imagining something I can physically see and hold. Okay. Without any extra help. So, I mean, so uranium itself, uranium. Okay, so uranium comes in two different flavors. Um, oh, you tasted it. <laughs> yeah, it's salty. Um, but um, no, so there's uranium two thirty eight, which is an indicator of how many neutrons are in the nucleus of the atom. Not really all that important. What's true about uh, 238 is it's, um, I think, 99.8% of all the uranium that's ever made is uranium-238. It's mildly radioactive, um, and aside from that, there's really not much to note about it. The um, more potent flavor is uranium-235, which is about 0.8% uh, of all the uranium that exists. And um, because it has fewer neutrons in the nucleus, but a product of that is that the nucleus is very unstable, and so it decays. When it decays, that it release it releases radiation. Um, but since 235 is way less stable than 238, it releases more radiation. And the thing com the thing coming out of uh, what is considered radiation is uh, high energy particles coming off of the atoms and yeah. th those are neutrons so what makes it explode is the colliding right so you get a neutron that shoots off of your uranium and then it comes comes into contact with another nucleus and it'll cause that nucleus to split which releases a massive amount of energy um because it's very hard to take um, take particles of that size apart from one another in the nucleus of an atom. Right. And so that's a really different mechanism from how other things explode. You know, like just as far as things that light on fire and explode, we have like gasoline, which just uh, it lights on fire, which is basically it um, reacts with oxygen. Mm -hmm. Um. But the, the reason that uh, nuclear weapons are so dangerous and potent is because it's an entirely different form of energy making. And so, yeah, they, they're really, they aren't comparable in terms of scale. Right. So now speaking of nuclear power, 
Mm-hmm. You you are an ad transition time. <laughs> you're you're an advocate for more nuclear power. Mm-hmm. Um, so why is nuclear power better? Ooh. Or should I ask that first? Maybe I shouldn't ask that question first. I just moved these around, okay. thinking it would work. Um, so obviously, what you're doing now, you're still in school. This isn't your end goal. No, so, I don't want to go into school forever. Like the, the the research you're doing is what I mean. Yeah. So. So what way, is your end goal? Um, the my end goal would be to use my expertise in the science of nuclear materials to uh, I want to go into policy and so um, you know perhaps like regulation of uh, nuclear materials that um, governments hold because uh, we make every time or as long as nuclear um, nuclear uh, energy stations are still at, um, working the waste that they generate is a huge problem and it th- where that um, waste goes and how it's treated is really up to policymakers and so it's good and we know from just the little snippets we catch from Facebook and stuff that sometimes your policymakers aren't really informed in the ways of science right and so uh, it'd, be, it'd be good if someone who was informed in the ways of science has, has their hands on that. And so that's sort of, that's sort of what I want to get into. But it's just the waste that's generated from nuclear power is bad. Um, also, the generators we have, all the technology is from like the 60s. So it'd be nice to have a um, policy that's more conducive to making new nuclear technology because it, it has the opportunity to be a little bit cleaner. Uh, we just don't. For in the U.S., it's really hard to get nuclear regu- nuclear um, design regulation to be updated. Why is that? Um, so the it's hard to do because um, number one, the government is the only one who makes nuclear reactors, um, or they're the only one who's allowed to make nu- nuclear reactors in the United States. Um, is that just be, just to keep it um, it's like to keep super safe make sure everything's like locked down um, or, or also so they know where everything is safe is one thing so they want to keep it safe um, so no one has access to nuclear waste the reason you don't want people to, to have access to nuclear waste is because nuclear waste is necessary to make nuclear weapons huh okay because whenever whenever uranium reacts in a reactor, it sometimes forms heavier elements such as plutonium. Plutonium is very dangerous. Um, so just for scale, to make a uranium bomb, a nuclear bomb, you need about 35 pounds of uranium-235, which is the potent type. And if you have plutonium, you only need about 9 pounds. Boy, I hope we don't have someone listening trying to make a bomb. <laughs> I <laughs> so this is a uh, this goes back to the nuclear terrorism book that I was uh, reading. Um, it's sort of amazing. It it's not like it's super duper easy to make a bomb with uh, with to to make a nuclear bomb, but it's kind of not as hard as you think it was e- either. Which is kind of which is kind of why the uh, United States government wanted to keep a cap on who could make nuclear power. Right. So, yeah, that's sort of where that comes from. Hmm. So that's that's really the tension that nuclear power. It's a little bit. It's well. It's definitely more expensive than oil and natural gas, especially, and Aww. that's one reason it hasn't been picked up. But the other, but the other reason is regulation, and the reason the regulation is there is because of nuclear uh, material safety concerns. So you said that you work with a lot of um, different types of things. You work with uranium a lot. At least that's what your current research is kind of um, surrounded by. 
and then you get different types of uh, I'm not going to call it commission um, I, I that's sort of kind of what it is commissioned they're, they're grants they're grants yeah but. so so what's a daily a day like for you in the lab so the way I start out is I have to come up with a um, system uh, a combination of element or uh, chemicals that will yield interesting results and for me it's um looking at how light interacts with uranium and seeing what kind of reactions light light could prompt um whenever you shine light on uranium like what will happen to the things around it and so wait um wait so how how would that how would light have any effect on something (laughs) oh let me tell you uh (laughs) So, whenever have you ever have you ever walked into a bowling alley wearing a white shirt? Uh, sure. <laughs> it's all uranium. No, it's all uranium. Uh, no. So you walk into a bowling alley with a white shirt, and if it's one of those really trippy bowling alleys, then your shirt will like light up purple. You mean like a a dark light? Yeah, with a black light. Black light. Yeah. If you shine a black light on uranium, it turns really bright green. It's usually yellow. It turns really bright green. Um, the reason that's happening is because um, whenever you shine the light on uranium, it gives the electrons in the uranium atom enough energy to sort of like jump up for a little bit, and whenever they fall back down, they release green light. And Why? so. What, you're wit- what you would be witnessing at that point is um, when the light comes in, it hits an electron, and it gives it enough energy, jumps up. Yep. So it stays there for a little bit. Um, it's not stable that way. So once it, it decides it has to go back down to what's called the ground state, which is how it originally started, it has to release that energy somewhere because um, it can't just drop back down because that's it has less energy then and it has to give that energy to something right and so it just um it releases light as a way to get rid of that energy and then the electron an electron releases light yes and so that's what how you is see. that how is that possible <laughs> like <laughs> uh I, i'm i'm just trying to like really think here of like s- taking a flashlight shining it on my hand and then my hand being like yeah i got it bang there so, is. so you know, uh, or, like the, and what, the, what new, else? the Newtonian law that for every action there is an equal opposite reaction. Yeah, that sort of culminates. The general idea is it's a conservation of energy. So the light comes in. Let's say you have an uh, electron has an energy of one. Okay. Okay. Light comes in and it gives that electron five more energies. And then it, uh, and now it has six. The, the electron has six energy. Okay, hold on, hold on now. Because mm-hmm. now we need to back up again. Okay. How does light itself have energy? Um, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so light has energy because it does <laughs> because of the way that it is. Yeah, that's. <laughs> is that beyond your pay grade? It's, no, it, it's not beyond my pay grade, it, but it gets dense quick. So, light is released. <laughs> so, we get our light from the sun. Uh, the light comes to us, and it has different... Um, and that energy is made by nuclear reactions going on in the sun. That light travels all the way to us, and it comes as a spectrum, which means there's a bunch of different light, and it's all a bunch of different energy. Because it's not like... If the sun was shining just green light on us, it would be all one energy because uh, different colors of light have different energies. Wait, right? I... <laughs> um, hold on. So... I, w- I was trying to Google this as you were explaining it and also listen to you, and I completely failed. That's all right. <laughs> um, I found this thing okay. that it might shed, shed some light. <laughs> hey. 
Uh, so this article says light indeed carries energy and accomplishes this without having any mass. The Einstein equation that you are probably referring to is E equals MC squared. <laughs> this equation is actually a special case of the more general equation. E squared equals P squared C squared plus M squared C cubed. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I know what most of those things are. Maybe. So this is uh, this is this is sort of the job. This is the job of the scientist is to, like, I have this background knowledge and I can generally piece it together. But you have to make it accessible. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that, that went too far for me. Yeah. So just so take it as a given. Maybe we can get into one day about the electromagnetic spectrum, uh, whenever we start our general chemistry section of the podcast get ready students but but so light comes in it gives out electron energy so now it has now it has six energies and it says okay i want to go back to where i came from but i got all these extra energies what do i do with them well i'm just going to get rid of them as light and so it creates a like light particle and then it says, here, have my five energies, and I'll see you later. And uh, he goes back and relaxes. But um, the light you get out is um, the green that you're seeing. So you shine a black light on it, it lights up, turns green, and that's what you're seeing. So is that only under a black light that that would happen? Um, or, if, or if I took uranium, set it on my desk, took a flash, a regular flashlight, shined on it, and then took it off, would it be green? It's more. It's more noticeable with the black light. So, so regular regular light does affect it still, kind of the same way. Yeah, it would be like so. It's you need UV light is the most effective um, way to get that um, transition to happen. And so, if you use purple light, it might be close enough because the black lights you see there. Some of it is UV light. But most of it's purple. That's why you can actually see it. You can't see UV right. light. Right. So it 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 would happen to it to a small extent, but it might not be noticeable if you're using light that you can actually see. Mm-hmm. So, but so so generally, oh, going going back a day in the life, or a day, <laughs> day in the life. Yeah, a day in the life. So what what all everything I'm describing is the movement of electrons. Electrons are moving around. Chemical reactions happen whenever you have electrons moving around. So it sort of stands to reason that if you can excite the electrons that way, you might get them to interact with things around it with the light. Okay. So that's sort of, that's the big picture of what I do. Um, you, but, you shine but, a flashlight at your... Yeah. <laughs> we, we, ha- we have a $5,000 piece of equipment to tell you what color things is. I just want to I want to throw that out there too. <laughs> Jesus. But um <laughs> but the other thing I'm really interested in is what the actual atoms look like in relation to one another. So whenever you see like a molecule of something like in gen chem or bio or uh, biology in high school, you would see the models of like um different molecules. Like Jimmy Neutron got a blast. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, that wasn't. I think those are atoms, the Bohr oh. model of atoms. But um, but like you know, um, oh, I'm trying to think. Well, do you know what like water? It's H2O. It's just one oxygen atom with two hydrogen look, atoms attached to it. It's Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And whenever you crack open the books and see that, my my question always at the time was. How in the world do you get to, like, how do you know it looks like that? Right. Because it's so small, you can't see it. Um, turns out, you're what they do... You're just not looking hard enough. What's up? Said so you're just not looking at it hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> look harder. Uh, it turns out you need x-rays, and uh, you also need crystals. And so, that is x-ray crystallography, and... If you have so you have to make crystals with the uranium if you want to know what they look like, and then you put it on the X-ray instrument, and then it does some magic where it shoots X-rays at the crystal and it reads what comes off, 
And then from that information, you can get how close those atoms are to one another. And it's all black magic wizardry. Wow. So you're, <laughs> you're a magician. I am a magician. That's the easiest way to explain it. So this isn't science? It's, it's, witch, it's, it's witchcraft. Don't tell anybody. That's Everyone has deceived you up to this point, buddy. And I just want to let you know how things really are. Thanks, buddy. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. But hopefully that... <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty much all I do. I make crystals and shine flashlights on things. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. So I said something at the top of the podcast that you didn't let me expand on. Yeah. Something to the effect of eating eating energetic metals well, or something. Well, actually, well, let's just say it what it is. You try to take the fact of the day. <laughs> you try. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what you did. Well, so, I mean, this is a pretty good fact of the day. It is. But it, it is. also, it comes in the form of a meme that we might have to put on the Insta or something. But uh, what it is, it's someone's comment. It says, a second great reason not to eat uranium. And underneath that, it's a Google search that says, how many calories in uranium? And it says 20 billion calories. 20, <laughs> 20 billion, billion calories. So Now, now hold on a your... second. I want to do All some right. math. I want to... Let me do some math, because there's about 3,500 calories to a pound. To make a pound, yeah. To make a pound. In the body. So, if we take 20, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, um, divide that by 3,500, hit equals... <laughs> God... This reminds me of that thing where, like, you know, it's it was a uh, if you got a stadium full of people, hold on, yell, wait a wait a second, hold on, because this does it. this makes zero sense. Okay. If if okay, hold on, my billion. my brain is like so. Is this a true statement? Did we did we even do this? Well, um, go ahead. What, what's your what's your thing? You're ready. I'm ready. I'm so blown away. <sighs> It's is true. It, is it it's 420? A, no. So, 20 billion calories. Yes. Divided by 3,500 calories. Yep. That's one pound. This gets uh -huh. us to how many pounds this 20 billion calories is. 5,714,285. That's a lot of pounds. Okay. But here, here's the issue. <laughs> okay. With what it says underneath the 20 billion calories. It says a gram of uranium is roughly 20 billion calories. <laughs> so we have a problem with a single gram versus 5 million pounds. Could you imagine how productive you'd be if you were made all of uranium? I'm imagining if it's you were somehow able to... Like you just... You, you're, you hold, you're holding it in your, your fingertips, right? Yeah. You and put it in your mouth immediately. It just breaks through your skull. <laughs> <laughs> and just crushes everything inside you. Yeah, gram is not a lot. Come to think of it. Like what's that like 0. 0.002 pounds or something? I don't know. Uh, like that's but anyway, go ahead and explain explain the uh, re real reason behind that. Now that I got a little bit of entertainment from it. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, so, number one, two billion calories. So the scientific 20. what? 20, 20, billion. Oh, Twenty billion. Twenty billion calories. The scientific unit of calorie is actually different than the um, nutri nutrition calorie. 1,000 science calories equals one nutrition calorie. So really, this is only 20 million calories. For number one. Wait. Oh, hold on. 
like like nutrition wise yes nu- nutritionally what i'm assuming this 20 billion calories means like science calories what the definition of a science calorie is to change one it's like if you lit something on fire and how the energy one, it takes to burn it yeah one one uh one calorie is the energy it takes to take one milliliter of water and heat it up by one degree celsius that's the that's the boring science thing what a nutrition calorie is is ten is a thousand science calories still have a problem okay so it becomes t- 20 so that's million, only five, million? five five thousand right instead Four. of five million yeah, it's, uh, yeah, only only uh, two and a half tons. That's all. <laughs> two and a half tons. Just yeah. boop through through your face. <laughs> that, oh, to, hopefully that you're is, not laying down so it doesn't break. That's that's a that's a thousand times less. Less. I just want to throw that out. There. Yeah. But um, my my thought is now it's like obviously that that's how much energy it would have like giving off inside of you that's not how much it w- would weigh but it could give you that much i guess well if you so so if you if you oh. could, if you could transfer if you could um get gain somehow harness all of the power of that uranium and turn it into productive power for yourself then yeah you would weigh 5000 pounds but you could run off that for a long time yeah. So what's like, what's a what's an average average uh, diet? Two thousand calories a day. Yeah, two thousand calories. So a if day. you're making if you got twenty million, then you've got thousand. You got ten thousand days of calories. And what is that? E- what is that equal to? Uh, ten thousand days. It's like thirty years. <laughs> Twenty-seven years. <laughs> it's like oh, what what did you eat this year? I ate a gram of uranium. <laughs> I, I, ate, I ate a gram of uranium 15 years ago. I'm still good. I'm good to go, bro. <laughs> What's your secret, uranium? <laughs> that's great. Yeah. If only. If. Anyway, um, that's the second great reason not to not to eat uranium. <laughs> It'll ruin that summer bod, that Labor Day bod. Labor Day, buddy. You work on Labor Day? Uh no actually so lucky duck s- yeah school oh, won't lucky let me you my job requires me to. <laughs> that's good on. though is it because you gotta be who you're you're doing labor on Labor Day which yep. is the true celebration of what it is oh yeah right sure <laughs> sure <laughs> yep I'm gonna go and pick stuff up carry it on my shoulder probably hurt myself in one way or another <laughs> well you already hurt your finger right i did hurt my finger today um it's a little sore right now it's a little swollen but you know i can still kind of bend it so that's that's what uh being a working man does to you all that labor makes you hard you're on labor day <laughs> i'm gonna wear white on labor day <laughs> Just because I can. Or it's after. Yeah, you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day, although I have no idea I no idea why. What about during? So it's fine unless you wear it to twelve oh one and then um somebody somebody has to by law they have to kill you. Oh. Oh my. They're pretty good about it too. I want to find out why you can't wear white after Labor Day real quick. (laughs) Um, Was created to separate the old money elitists from the new money group. (laughs) What? Um, Okay. It was insiders trying to keep other people out. According to Valerie Steele, director of the museum at the Fashion Institute of Technology. And the outsiders were trying is to that, climb is that like, in by... Is that like the MIT of fashion? What am I even on? Is that... I, I don't want to... I, I don't want to doubt your... Uh, 
your producer skills. But MaryClaire.com? This is a... It's a... It's a woman's fashion clothing sites. I don't want to... I don't want to doubt your producing here publicly. So I'll do it privately later. It is... It is the... It is something with um elitists and something else. That was a thing in in Europe. You were supposed to like wear certain clothes. Eighteen hundreds. Wow. Eighteen hundreds. That That's are, how far that... back this goes. Huh. Well, yeah. There's something in Europe mostly, but not not so much America. Whenever it was founded, but um, you would wear clothes that sort of corresponded to what you did. Right. And so. Yeah. That's why I wear dirt. Because <laughs> you, because you do dirt. Because I do dirt. All right. That's why I'm wearing this shirt um, that we bought in Florida in like 2013. Because that that shows Tran- I can't. Transformers. That's that, that shows I can't. Oh no, I, I I got rid of that shirt a while ago. This was a Quicksilver shirt. It's actually pretty nice. But uh, yeah, this this is here to signal that I can't afford new clothes. I can't believe you can fit into clothes you wore in 2013. I yeah. Good for you. Especially na- especially now. Especially now. Yeah, good for you though. Good thing for a ring fit. Anyway, I guess I, I guess we're done. Uh yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week with more more quality content from yours truly, the J and J Connection. Next week, we discuss the electromagnetic spectrum. Stay tuned! Stay tuned! Thank you for listening to the J and J Connection podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. We are available wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can email us. And also, if you're listening on Google, or Google, yeah, if you're listening on Google, share it. But also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars because it really helps our podcast out. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Tell Talk. your friends. Tell your enemies. Talk to them. Are you a Malibu? <laughs> oh! Can we just Easy. end it there? Easy. <laughs> Oh, do it again. No. <laughs> Are you a malleable reactive metal? Because you're so damn fine. <laughs>